Hey, well, good morning, I-90 friends, <laughs> and uh, to everyone who's uh, joining us online, who uh, started midwinter break early, <laughs> good morning to you as well. Um, you might be wondering uh, why Trey is not up here. Uh, my name is Sean, if we haven't met, I'm one of the elders, but uh, Wednesday I was uh, working on a project, grouting some tile, and I got a text from Trey. And he said, hey, would you mind preaching this weekend? <laughs> and so uh, uh, you guys could be praying. Uh, this kid, her family, they're uh, recovering well, but they got to be part of the experiment. And uh, they got uh, Omicron this week. So um, I think they're doing great. But uh, I'm filling in this, this, uh, this Sunday. So I'm glad you guys are here. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, didn't have a lot of time to prepare, but I'm trusting that God will use me nonetheless. So um, as we jump in uh, this morning, I just want to shout out to Trey uh, and thank him for uh, his amazing messages that he's taken us through in Acts. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, our time walking through the book of Acts, and he's had some uh, brilliant insights along the way. Um, about a month ago, it was, uh, it was great. Trey started his message uh, talking about uh, the journey that Paul was on, that God was taking him on, the adventure that uh, God was taking Paul on across the Mediterranean. And Paul started his, or uh, Trey started his message uh, saying, who loves maps? And I think I was the only one that raised my hand uh, because I love maps. Uh, I'm a geek that way. Um, but <laughs> the sad thing is he never showed any maps during that <laughs> message. Um, <laughs> But he did talk about the process that Paul had to undertake while following uh, this great plan, this adventure that God had for him. So when Trey asked me to speak this morning, I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to talk about maps, <laughs> since, <laughs> since I love maps so much. Uh, the reason why I love maps is because they invoke uh, a spirit of adventure, uh, and I love adventures. So I could spend hours getting lost in the contour lines and planning future trips and routes through valleys and ridge lines up to summits and mountains. Um, I think that's why I love maps. So one of my favorite authors is a guy named John Eldridge. He wrote a book called Wild at Heart. Anybody read, read that? Good. It's awesome. Amazing book. If you haven't, jump into it. It's incredible. Uh, but in another book that he wrote called Father with God, he uh, has this beautiful description of the intent of a map. So he goes on to say, a map is a guide, not a formula. It offers freedom. It does not tell you how fast to walk. When you see the contour lines growing very close together, you know you're approaching steep terrain and you'll want to mend your stride. It does not tell you why the mountain is there or how old the forest is. It tells you how to get where you were going. I think that's a beautiful description of a map and also a beautiful description of life. I believe today that many people are expecting life with God to be figured out, like putting in a route in a GPS system. I'm older, <laughs> so I remember life before GPS. And we had to pull out these paper things called maps, you know, and figure out, like, this interstate leads to this, and then we take this road to get there. Or we stop at a gas station and ask someone to help. 
But it feels like today, like many people are expecting life with God to be figured out, like putting, it, putting a route in a GPS system rather than navigating life with God on a map. Or a lot of us see our walk with God like an Ikea instructional manual. Who loves putting together Ikea furniture? Come on. <laughs> or even a set of formulas. If I do this, it'll lead to that. But I believe God is calling us to an adventure with him as our guide. And the word, this beautiful book, as our map. And not by ourselves, but with those he places in our lives, the people that are around us. So I've definitely found this to be true in my life. But if the first time my eyes were opened to what a life of adventure might look like with God was high on a ridge in the wilderness of British Columbia. Anybody out there love BC? It's an amazing place. I miss it. But up on this ridge overlooking an ocean inlet is where I heard God whisper, ultimately Jesus whisper to me, come and follow me on this great adventure. And so there on this mountain, ironically called Zion, <laughs> I said yes, and my life has never been the same the same since then. So as we climbed uh, this mountain together, um, my guide, uh, soon-to-be mentor, his name was Rob, described to me what it looked like to fully trust Jesus as your guide and how to surrender your life. And he shared with me a verse from Proverbs that became one of my life verses, an anchor, and has guided me so well over the years. So this morning, I'd love to share this verse with you, in hopes that you too could use it as your map for navigating an adventure of following God. So in Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I love that verse. It's, it's, like I said, been an anthem for me in my life in hard times and happy times, uh, times of unknown, uh, times of fear. And I, I now truly believe that to follow Jesus and to be a disciple, he calls us not to live a life of security and comfort, but to take our lives off-road and to shift our lives into four-wheel drive to follow him into the wilderness places, into a world of brokenness and pain and evil, and to bring his light and love to those who need it most. So my friend Bob Goff describes this beautifully in this quote. He says, every day God invites us on some kind of an adventure. It's not a business trip with a rigid itinerary. He simply invites us. God asks us what it is he's made us to love, what it is that captures our attention, what feeds that deep, indescribable need of our souls to experience the richness of the world he made. And then leaning over us, he whispers, let's go do that together. I love that. It's so beautiful. Such a great description of what adventure with God might look like. So throughout the Bible, we see God inviting ordinary people 
and I'd say even jacked up people, to extraordinary adventures. So we see God asking Abraham to leave his home and land and go to a new land and start a new nation with nothing but an invitation from God. We see God asking Moses to leave the comforts of the Egyptian palace and to find God in the wilderness and then to return to his home, homeland and rescue his true family, the nation of Israel, from slavery. We see God calling the Israelites to follow God for 40 years out in the wilderness, trusting that he'd provide each day and that he'd lead them to the promised land. We see God asking Noah to build a boat large enough to hold his family in every pair of every animal on the planet and to trust God that he would save them and ultimately restore humanity through them. We see God asking David to leave his duty as a sheep tender and to take down the giant and become the king of Israel. We see Esther trusting God with her life as she stood against the king's order to have her people killed and ultimately to save her nation and God's chosen people. We see God asking Elijah to stand against the false prophets of Baal and to call down fire from heaven and turn the nation of Israel back to God. And we also see John the Baptist being called by God to make a way in the wilderness for the Messiah to step into a world and rescue broken humanity from its sin. And then we see God asking the disciples to fully trust this Messiah and to leave their fishing business, their heritage, their vocation, and follow him and eventually spread this gospel across the world. And then like we've been learning the last month or two in Acts, we see Saul, who became Paul, being called by God, or <laughs> highly encouraged by God, knocked off his horse, to leave his powerful position as a Pharisee ruler and to ignite a revolution of spreading the good news to the Gentiles and then the Jews. And thus ushering in half of the writings in the New Testament and planting churches all over the Middle East. So many of us, myself included, definitely read about these heroes of faith and think that somehow they're elevated to a higher level of worthiness for God to ask them to adventure with him. But I believe the truth is, is that they were all flawed and broken people who had just enough faith and courage to step into the adventure that God called them to. We see the author of Hebrews reminding us of this and laying out the evidence of these heroes of faith and explaining that not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. It took me a while to wrap my head around that verse. That's, that's why I used the message version. But how exciting is it to think that we get to join our faith with God in this adventure 
with all those heroes of faith that have gone before us. I can't wait to see what this is going to look like in heaven. So God, might, God may be calling us, like these heroes of faith, to step into a broken, broken world, the world around us, and be his hands and feet in complex ways or even simple ways. You may be feeling this calling right now. One of my all-time favorite movies uh, that really shows the call to adventure is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. We got any uh, Mitty fans? Awesome, awesome. I'm glad you guys have seen it. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it, the, the main character, Walter, is drawn out of his dark basement cubicle at Life magazine by the adventurous and dangerous photographer, Sean McConnell. My favorite scene is when he realizes that he's being called into the unknown, into a risky adventure to find the photographer in the missing ne negative. So Walter's gripped with fear. And then make you show the next slide there of this image. Walter looks up and sees this picture of Sean McConnell standing in this refugee war-torn field. And in Walter's imagination, the photographer begins to gesture to him to come with him into the adventure, to leave behind the fear of the unknown, to risk it all and go where he's never been before. I won't spoil the rest of the movie if you haven't seen it, but man, it's an incredible example of courage, faith, uh, and adventure. So what keeps us from stepping out of our fluorescent lit safe cubicles, the smooth, predictable highways of life, and jumping headfirst and shifting our lives into four-wheel drive and taking our lives off-road with the maker of the universe. What, what holds us back from joining God on these great adventures that he's had, that he has for each one of us? I think for the heroes of faith and for Walter Mitty, for myself, for many of us, I believe many of us were trapped in fear. Or we think that God won't provide for our needs if we step out on this adventure with him. I think many, many of us don't think that God can use imperfect people like us. Or we don't think that God is loving enough to want to take us along on an adventure with him. I think for some of us, we don't think we have enough strength to, en to endure an adventure with God. Or we think we're all alone in this life, and that's it. I think for some of us, we think that our nine-to-five life is as good as it gets. And I think for many of us, we've tried an adventure before and we've risked, and some of us have failed, so why try again? Well, I think this morning, Jesus is inviting you and me and those who have been rescued by him to join his Father, our Father, and the Holy Spirit, and to break out of all the paralyzing thoughts that we have, and to join the Trinity in bringing the kingdom of heaven to this broken planet. I love how Paul reminded the church in Rome of this. 
He said, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing, perfect will. See, it all starts in your mind, a renewing of perspective, a shift from seeing our lives as following God on a business trip to joining him on a great adventure each day. So what do we have to lose? I think ultimately, our lives, possibly. This is precisely, I believe, where God can use us the most, even when the fear of death cannot stop us from risking it all and joining our good Father out on this adventure. Paul also reminds us that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Another great movie that describes a life lived of great adventure with God is Free Burma Rangers. Anybody seen that one yet? We got a couple of people. Awesome. Okay. Put it on your, uh, your list of to watch. It's amazing. It's a tearjerker at the same time. It's super intense. But Free Burma Rangers is a movie, um, a documentary that follows the life of uh, David Eubank and his wife and kids as they join God on a rescue mission to bring freedom to the people living in some of the most dangerous parts of the world. We must remember that the adventure that God calls us to looks different for each one of us. And it looks different in the different seasons of life that we're placed in. Many of us may be called to climb physical mountains with God, while some of us might be called to climb metaphorical mountains on these great adventures. Everyone may not be called to risk their lives on the front lines of evil, like the Eubank family, but trust that God can use you, use us, right where he's placed us now. If you're called to serve as a domestic engineer, your call might be to wake up each morning and raise your kids into living in a God-shaped adventure. If you've been called to beverage engineering at Starbucks, you may be hearing God's call to find adventure with him in loving and understanding the lives of the customers that you serve and the adventures that your coffee fuels them for. If you're called to an occupation of engineering ones and zeros, God may be calling you to step out of your cubicle, or in COVID times, the home office, or maybe the couch, and to start writing, maybe to start writing a code that could bring an app, bring about an app to rescue humanity from the grips of digital addiction. If you find yourselves in between careers or life seasons, maybe God may be calling you to blow it all up, to sell everything, and do something crazy with your life, and join the Father in serving the voiceless or maybe the hopeless humans on this broken planet. If you're moving into an age of increased wisdom or more gray hair and less occupational endeavor, 
God may be calling you to tutor the kids who live next door as they struggle to understand their homework. Or, or you could step in and be a surrogate grandparent to those kids who don't have any. So how do we get from the cubicle to the front lines of adventure with God? From the smooth pavement to a rock scramble summit. Ultimately, how do we get from fear to faith? Practically, it looks different, like I said, for each one of us. But I thought this morning I could share maybe four things that I felt have been central uh, in my continued pursuit of following God into the adventures he has had for me and continues to have. So the first step that's helped me is to find wilderness. I know we're not all excited about going out in the woods and getting lost, but I truly believe by removing ourselves from the madness and the noise around us, which gets louder every day, and finding silence and solitude, it's been a, a rescue for me. It might not be in the backcountry. It might be as close as escaping to your closet and shutting the door, turning the lights off leaving your phone downstairs. But if we can break away from the everyday noise, if we can't break away from the everyday noise that surrounds us, it's almost impossible to hear God's voice. Jesus did this throughout his ministry. The Bible tells us over and over that he withdrew to lonely places. It was in those quiet places that he heard the Father's voice. And his call to adventure. Another way we can break out of our self-focused life is to use our map. Like I said, this beautiful book, I believe, is a map to guide us into these adventures with God. We also see in the life of Jesus that the word of God was his map. It allowed Jesus to be guided to where the Father was calling him. When we shift our focus of thinking of this book is just a list of rules to a map that leads us to life. I truly believe that God can really start to begin to work in our lives and to guide us into a direction that's bigger than ourselves. The psalmist reminds us of this and he says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. It's beautiful. So another option is to find community, or a.k.a. a climbing party. This is another key step into the adventure with God. And following Jesus as our guide is never meant to be a solo endeavor. When you climb on a dangerous mountain, you need lots of gear. The benefit of climbing together with a community is that everyone can share the weight and encourage each other along the way. I don't know if any of you have ever crossed a crevasse before, like up on Mount Rainier, or a big snowfield. But it, it's terrifying to do that alone in almost a suicide mission. You fall in a crevasse and disappear. But when you're roped up with three other people, the safety factor increases dramatically. In Acts 2, which we, we got to read about last, last year, 
I believe we see the greatest example of a community risking it all and going on an adventure with God. In Acts 2, it says that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's a beautiful community. And finally, in my life, I found that flexibility is a necessity in following God into the unknown. It requires us to have an open mind and a level of patience that where God is calling us to may take longer than we expect. We, li we live in a microwave culture, right? It's like, we want things instantaneously. God doesn't work that way. It may take longer than we expect, but knowing that God's timing is perfect and beyond our understanding helps us to trust him along the way and to not lose heart. More importantly, when Jesus invites us into an adventure with him, he shapes who we become with what happens along the way. Jeremiah the prophet reminds us and reminds the people of Israel during some really dark times of this really important fact. Jeremiah told the people of Israel, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. This, I believe, is ultimately what we're all searching for in this adventure called life. Rest for our souls as we walk with Jesus. So who's ready to go on an adventure with Jesus? We got gear in the back as you leave. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but you can't pick up a Bible, a map. As the, the band comes up, I'd love to uh, kind of wrap this up with another quote from my friend Bob Goff. I know Trey loves Dallas Willard, so maybe I'll do a Willard-Goff uh, interpretation. But Bob says, Jesus doesn't invite us on a business trip. Instead, he says, let's go after those things that inspire you and challenge you. And let's experience them together. You don't need a lot of details or luggage or equipment. Just a willingness to go into a storm with a father who's kicking footholds into the steep sides of your problems. While we kick a couple in ourselves too. He guides us into those footholds with his strong hands. While we are safely tethered to him with a bright red rope of grace. Which holds us securely. Somehow in all of this, the terrain we navigate doesn't seem as scary either. Because when we're on an adventure with God, we're too excited or afraid. We're too excited to be afraid. We, to be engaged. To be thinking of anything else. So this is our prayer as a church, I believe. That each of us may break out 
of our safety and fear that's hindered us to go full send with our good father to join him in the rescue and restoration of many lives to hear his voice to go where he calls and to bring heaven down to this broken world until Jesus parts the clouds and calls us to our greatest adventure with him in heaven so this morning may each of us on that glorious day in heaven we stand before our maker and watch the movie of our lives may the adventures we took with him the lives we rescued along the way may we hear him speak over us well done good and faithful servant and maybe even good and faithful adventurer let's pray Father God we, uh, we thank you that you are our father God that you are our guide Jesus thank you for uh, calling us into the great unknown God, into a life of adventure with you. God, it's scary, I know, many times um, to step into these places that you call us to, God. God, I know for a lot of us, we can't even hear your voice. For a lot of us, we don't even know you. God, I pray this morning that for those of you who, who don't hear your voice, who don't know you personally as guide, that they would find you, God step out in faith and trust you with their lives. God, like you rescued me on the mountain, God, I pray that you'd rescue those who don't know you, God, and that they could step into an adventure with you. God, for those of us that have tried to, to step out on these adventures and have failed, God, I, I pray that you just encourage us to try again, to risk even more, to have even bigger faith. Holy Spirit, just give us the power to go beyond ourselves. God, the power to risk. God, the power to, to love, to go where you call us to go. God, I pray for us as a community, as a church, God, that uh, just here locally, right where we sit, that we can step into this adventure with you and love the people around this us in this community, in this geographical location, God. And for those of us that are being called beyond here to other places in the world, God, I just pray that you would fuel and fire them up with your spirit to go to crazy places with you on this adventure of life. God, we pray all this in your son's mighty name. Amen.